Welcome to Strategy of the Commons, where we ask, are we capable of living sustainably? And if so, what's stopping us? My name's Nikki Rinaldi, and let's get into this. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Episode 5. Today, we're going to build on the discussion we started last week and take a closer look at how the fact that we can't see a lot of types of pollution might be making it hard for people to understand how big of a problem it is and to try and come up with some possible solutions. So to start things off, I just want to give you all an idea about some invisible pollutants and what impacts these pollutants have on human health and the environment. Some examples of air pollutants that may be invisible are particulate matter, nitrogen dioxide, ozone, and sulfur dioxide. All four of these pollutants are emitted by combustion engines, particularly diesel engines, as well as through industrial activity. All are associated with lung and breathing problems that can cause breathing difficulty, particularly in people suffering from asthma, COPD, or other lung-related diseases. Particulate matter has even been linked to certain kinds of cancers. The World Health Organization estimates that over 4 million people die prematurely every year because of air pollution. Deaths related to water pollution, however, are even higher. According to a UN report, more people are killed by unsafe water than all the wars and violence in the world combined every year. Although not all of this pollution is invisible, there are many contaminants that are, such as heavy metals and arsenic, pharmaceuticals, and many industrial chemicals. The most common sources of water pollution are agriculture, sewage and wastewater, and oil pollution, all of which may or may not be visible, especially at lower concentrations. So clearly, these invisible pollutants are a problem, even if we can't see them, or maybe particularly because we can't see them. What can we do to make people more aware of these problems and encourage them to take action to reduce their practices that promote them? One thing many cities have tried is funding campaigns to educate the public about air pollution and how they can reduce their emissions, but the impacts of such projects are usually very limited, especially if people don't have a realistic alternative. For example, they can't not drive to work because there isn't a public transportation option where they live, or because it's not people, but rather industry, that is the largest contributor. Education alone, therefore, does not seem to be effective enough. The most effective ways to reduce pollution are usually through legislation or technological innovation. Implementing pollution limits or other legislative action can be a very effective, although often unpopular, option. Using the legal system to force people and or industry to change their behavior may sometimes be necessary, but can also result in resentment if a large portion of the population does not support the shift. In order to gain the support necessary for such legislation to be effective, it would also be important to illustrate to people why these invisible pollutants are a problem, which means that combining educating the public with legal action may be more efficient than either option individually. Technological innovation, however, often provides a much more palatable option The easiest change for a person to make is one that they don't even notice, or one that improves their quality of life. The most common example of this I've heard is the shift to high-efficiency light bulbs. In addition to providing the same service as regular light bulbs, these new light bulbs used less energy, which helped people save money on their energy bill, and also may have helped reduce the emissions from energy plants. 
So, although making people more aware of invisible pollution and the problems that it causes may help garner support for implementing solutions, providing superior alternatives may also be effective. Public transportation that is fast, safe, and efficient can be more attractive than driving in a city, especially if it gets you there faster and with less stress. Implementing irrigation technology on farms that allows for more accurate monitoring of water and fertilizer application can also save the owner money over time and reduce runoff into waterways. I also wonder if it's possible that adopting one green technology and learning about the associated benefits for you and the planet might also lead a person to be inspired to continue learning more and adopting more green innovations. So there you have it. Education, in partnership with legislative changes and or green tech innovation, may help make people aware of the impacts of invisible pollution or could at least help bring about the changes necessary to reduce it. Come back next week where I'll continue this discussion about problems with perceiving environmental impacts by talking about how we may not think about a lot of environmental impacts we're causing because we don't see the damage that's happening far away.